Hello and welcome to The Unoffended Wife, a sold-out marriage podcast. My name is Tammy, I am your host, and today you're listening to episode 11, Build a New Stronghold. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast, happy to have you here. Um, Been praying for you, praying that you would come and listen, Um, you know, praying for your marriage, praying for uh, you to have a, a place where you can obtain tools to become an unoffended wife. Um, Aaron and I, we run a marriage ministry called a sold out marriage and we've just been praying for you. We've been praying for your marriage and we're happy to, happy to have you here. So that being said, I want to jump right into the podcast. I'm really excited for what God has shown me and, um, want to jump right in. So I try to start every podcast with a scripture and today's scripture is Psalms nine, nine. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. So I want to point out the word there, stronghold. The name of the podcast is Build a New Stronghold. And so we really need to have a working definition of what a stronghold is. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, I, for a long time, was not really sure what a stronghold was. I've just heard of it. Like in my, there's a lot of words I think in our, in our culture, there's a lot of words that we use and we throw around, but I don't know that we actually know exactly what they mean or what the exact definition is. And so when I was, um, you know, I've, I've used that word a lot lately. In fact, you know, I remember tearing down a stronghold, like, oh, like it's, you know, something built up. I knew that. I knew that it's something built up. I knew that, um, you know, it's something that I needed to tear down because I always put it in the, the terms of a, of negativity, of demons, of Satan, of a bad thing. In my mind, I've always thought of a stronghold as a bad thing. And, and it's true. It can be a very bad thing. And in fact, I'm so grateful that I can come before you and just tell you that God has really, um, had break brought me breakthrough in my life over the last month. And I have been able to break through some strongholds in my life and break free from them. But in, in preparing for the podcast, I thought, gosh, you know, I'm using this word, but Lord, show me what, what it is that we all need to understand about a stronghold. And so in looking it up, I found a spiritual stronghold is a habitual pattern of thought built into one's thought life. As far as a as a definition for the emotional stronghold or spiritual stronghold that we're talking about. And I really like what that said because it helped me to understand, um, you know, a little bit about the spiritual side of a stronghold. But then I also read that a stronghold is a defensive structure. And so in, in both definitions, it gave me an understanding. And I read further and read about strongholds being like a mighty fortress, um, you know, an, an actual structure that is for defense so that it can be strong enough to hold against an enemy attack. And when I read that, I had an aha moment. And my aha moment was the fact that I'm a stronghold is meant to be built to defend against an attack. And here I have been thinking of, you know, this, these strongholds in my life, I have to, yes, tear them down and break through and break free of them because my strongholds 
have been built almost on the flip side of things. And I say that because my strongholds have been built on demonic influence. So offense, anger, um, conditional love, anxiety, depression, rejection, like you name it, every single one of my stones in this fortress or this strong, this strong tower, this stronghold in my life was built on demonic influence. And what it was really doing is it was actually, yes, defending against an attack, but an attack from a God side of, I I wasn't able to enter into this freedom into God's presence like I wanted to or live in a way that was godly like I wanted to because I had the stronghold up and the enemy was protecting me from everything that God had for me. And so it was like this flip side of things where it was like I was a prisoner in the stronghold against God. And when God brought me through and I had breakthrough and I've, I've obtained freedom over the last month, what I've really begun to recognize is that I need to build a new stronghold. And that new stronghold, first of all, is on the foundation of, of unconditional love. You know, if you go back and you listen to, um, one of my first podcast episodes here uh, on Spotify, wherever you're listening or on, um, on anchor, what you'll find is that, um, you know, God showed me that I had based a, a foundation of this brick wall I had built between me and God. And, um, that foundation was, con- um, was conditional love. And so I've been shown, I need to have this new foundation laid of unconditional love. And then every stone built upon that is going to be built on the word of God. It's going to be built on what he shows me with. Instead of rejection, I see acceptance as a stone. Instead of, again, um, conditional love, I see unconditional love. Instead of fear, I have now built a stone of trust. And there's, there's so, and protection, there's so many stones that... God's starting to reveal to me and I'm starting to build those. And my goal here is that I'm building a new stronghold, one that's going to thwart the enemy, one that's going to come against the spirit of offense. And when the spirit of offense comes against me, it's going to see that, oh, no, 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 no. I saw you coming. And not only did I see you coming, but I have built a wall. I've built a fortress. I've built a stronghold against you, spirit of offense. And now I can fight you. And I'm going to fight you by throwing down, maybe instead of in, in medieval times, you know, buckets of, of hot oil, I'm going to be throwing down buckets of praise, man. I'm going to be throwing down buckets of prayer. And I am not going to allow a breach into my stronghold. And I just wanted to come to you today to you know, bring forth this idea that if you have a stronghold in your life, first of all, go back and listen. But the very first step I really truly believe is going to be your willingness to ask God to show you what your stronghold is. Um, ask him to show you what that stronghold is built of. I mean, it took me a year to recognize what my stronghold was built of. And it was built out of, uh, Sure, it was built out of offense, but it was also built out of fear. 
It was built out of anger. It was built out of rejection. It was built out of anxiety. It was built out of all of these things. And then ultimately, the very last one that I really needed to see was the foundation, which was um, conditional love for me. That's me. That's my story. My story is not your story. Your story may be that it's built on you know, a a completely different foundation, but it's still a stronghold that you've got to tear down. But once you get that torn down and you've walked into freedom, you need to build yourself a new stronghold. So I want to jump into some more scripture and I want to talk a little bit about something that I found as I was preparing for the podcast. So Again, when we go to Psalms 9-9, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. It's biblical. We need we need to understand that building a stronghold in the Lord is biblical. And again, we don't, I don't know that I've said this yet, um, but I want to make sure you understand that I'm not talking about building a stronghold by works or by perfection or having to be good enough. I'm not saying that we build a fortress or a stronghold by works of the flesh. We need to understand that we build it by, um, by praise and we build it by the word of God and we build it by prayer. That's what I'm talking about when I say we need to build this new wall. I don't want you to think I'm saying that now I've got to, I've got to suddenly work hard enough or be good enough. Um, so uh, let's separate build from works. I'm, I'm not talking about works. Um, but it's, it's clear in the Bible. It's mentioned several times. For example, in second Samuel 22, two through three, David said, the Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge my shield and the horn of my salvation. Catch this. He is my stronghold, my refuge and my savior. You know, David says it more than once here. And it just, as I read the word of the Lord, I'm starting to recognize, wow, it mentions the Lord being our stronghold so many times. And how has it taken me this long to recognize it? But I'm so glad that I've recognized it now. Um, Psalm 32, seven, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. So I want to get into a little bit about how to break a stronghold so that you can build a new one. So One of the really interesting things that I read when I was, um, again, preparing for the podcast, a spiritual stronghold is a habitual pattern of thought built into one's thought life. I think you get that. That's something that, you know, you, you're continuing to think maybe it's, I'm not good enough. That is certainly a pattern of thought that I had for all my life. I have believed that I'm not good enough and it's impacted every area of my life. So I'm not good enough when it came to work. So my job, I've always thought I'm not good enough. And so therefore I'd work and work and work, but then I'd get anxiety and I'd quit or I'd get anxiety and fear and it would cause me to have a lot of trouble. And I've had to replace that with confidence because, you know, God says that I can be confident. And so it's this pattern of thought that I'm now having to change. And when the enemy comes against me to say, see, you're not good enough. I've, I've had to recognize it now since I've been brought through so much freedom, I've started to recognize the enemy attacks. And so, you know, in an enemy attack of you're not good enough, I'm able to stop and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I am good enough and change that thought pattern. And so that's one thing that I wanted to bring to your attention is that you may have a spiritual stronghold 
which is a habitual pattern of thought that you've, you've built into your thought life that you've got to come against. That is one way that the enemy is going to keep you down. Um, so I really, one of the, the area, so when I went and I was preparing, I found this amazing, um, article and it was from the Messiah conference, um, in 2000 and it was over at a university in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And the title of it was strongholds. And he, he really had this pastor had a lot of really great things to say. And I wanted to uh, read a little bit about what he said. He said, Satan and his minions want to capture the minds of people. The mind is the citadel of the soul. So think about that for a minute. Our mind, and I know that the Bible refers to that too, that our mind is the citadel of the soul. Well, what's another word for a citadel? A fortress. What's another word for a fortress? A stronghold. And so, yeah, the enemy wants to capture that. He wants to take over our minds because that's where the lies and the strongholds are built. Um, and then this pastor goes on to say, he who controls the mind controls a very strategic place. So you guys, as unoffended wives, who's controlling our mind? Is it going to be based on the Lord and based on a fortress into the soul that's all about God and about the word of God and about what we believe in ourselves, what we believe in who we are in our identity because of what God says about us? Or, or are we building strongholds of I'm not good enough and strongholds of I can't do great things and you know, strongholds of anxiety, depression. Um, I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough wife. He deserves better. It's AKA negativity, but, but it is, it is negativity in our mind is also another way of putting that is that there's a good chance that some of that neg negativity is actually demonic influence, you guys. And it's helping to build the stronghold in your mind against the soul. And I think it's really great what he had to say there. Um, and then he goes on to say, um, the, and this part I really love, Psalm 32, 7. I've read it already. You are, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. He says, surround the stronghold with praise, singing psalms and spiritual songs to God. Demons cannot stand praise. Praise is a, is a powerful way to bring a stronghold down. You guys, when I read this, it made me so excited because that's exactly what has happened to me. Now, I didn't read this and I didn't get instruction on this before now, but it's what God did for me. It's what God showed me. And this was such an, a powerful reminder to me um, because it it showed me that what I have done really was um, right in line with the word of God, with God's people and what God shows people. And so, you know, in the Bible, when I talked about um, a couple weeks ago, when I did the episode on a Jehoshaphat warrior, that they brought down the enemy with praise, that again was confirmation to me of like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea that praise could be so, so, so powerful. But I've always known that's where I find God. That's where I find my space where, I, where God talks to me. But what I didn't realize was that worship for me is also my weapon. It is what God has given me as a weapon. And so when I was on that beach and I was worshiping the Lord, that's when I had breakthrough. I was worshiping to raise a hallelujah. And in Raise a Hallelujah, I was worshiping to that. And 
I began just in the spirit seeing what God wanted me to see my brick wall was built out of. And that whole story is in the podcast um, uh, and just another brick in the wall. So if you go back, you can listen to that podcast. But ultimately, it was during that time that I believe as I was worshiping and God began to show me what my wall was built of, I was praising I was praising you guys. I was worshiping. And so when I hear that scripture with, you know, that you will surround me with songs of deliverance and that singing psalms and spiritual songs to God, that demons can't handle that, that no wonder I had such tremendous breakthrough. And so I wanted to, you know, raise a hello. You you can worship to anything that is, um, you know, obviously from from God's people. Um, so it doesn't have to be this song, but I, I've chosen, I chose this song. I really believe it was a song that God put on my heart and in a raise a hallelujah. I just want to read some of the words on this is, you know, I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. And then, you know, it goes on to talk about death being defeated. And this next part is, is an area where when I began to sing these words and I saw in my mind strongholds being torn down, God revealing the strongholds and then being, you know, them being torn down, demons fleeing from me. I literally was singing these words, but I was seeing in a spiritual realm everything that was happening as in darkness fleeing. Listen to this. As I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah. I will watch the darkness flee. I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. I raise a hallelujah. Fear you lost your hold on me. These words became such a powerful moment along with, you know, this melody as my weapon. And things began to happen. Now, as I'm singing those words and I'm worshiping, um, you know, I'm not focusing on the words as much as I was focused on what God was showing me in my mind. But then later when I went back and I was listening, I was like, oh my God, like you are amazing, God. Like this is exactly what happened. The darkness was fleeing. And I do remember when I was worshiping at that time, I began to sing my own story. And now as I worship, I'm able to sing my own story. So for example, I began singing, I raise a hallelujah. Offense, you have no hold on me. I raise a hallelujah. Fear, yeah, you have to leave. I raise a hallelujah. Anger, go away from me. And as I began singing those those words, even today, I sing those words when I'm starting to come up against the enemy, the demonic influence of fear, of anxiety, of all of those things. Because guys, just because I had freedom 
and because I walked through breakthrough, God has been calling me every day to keep my guard up. Because you guys, if we do not keep our guard up, let me tell you what's going to happen. If we don't keep our guard up and be mindful of offenses we have against those outside of our marriage, if we don't deal with them, we're going to bring them back into our marriage. And I'm telling you right now that as you walk into freedom, you're going to start recognizing the enemy coming. Like I said before, as we build up a new stronghold, um, we're going to see the enemy coming. And let me give you an example of this. So uh, a couple of days ago, and this is where this this podcast really started to come into play for me, is a couple of days ago, I was driving home from work and I had called Aaron and he had said something. And it's funny because now it's a couple of days later. I don't remember what he said. Um, but when he said it, I immediately started feeling something. I began feeling irritated and he hung up. We didn't fight. Um, you know, I, I actually apologized for whatever it was that he was bothered by that he had brought up. And I did apologize because I was really sorry that I had, um, frustrated him. But then there was this irritation that started to well up inside me and I'm driving home, getting, getting kind of frustrated. And I was like, no, you know what? Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm not going to be grumpy about this. There's no reason for me to be. And yet what was happening was a fence was actually being built up and I didn't see it as a fence right away. Um, or maybe I did, but I pushed it aside and just kind of thought, nope, I'm not taking up a fence. But I was bothered. And then I got to the store, which was the next place that I was going. And as I was in line, a lady cuts in front of me. Like, guys, I'm not talking about like gently weasels in front of me. Like maybe she accidentally didn't see me there. No, like literally cut in front of me. And man, my claws went up. Not literally, but my claws went up in my mind And I just thought, well, see how much she cares about other people. Look at what she just did. I cannot believe she cut in front of me like that. And gosh, some people just don't even think and started welling up inside of me, this angry frustration. And I was like, whoa. And I like, I actually moved. I went to a whole nother line because I was so irritated by her. And when I got in that other line and I looked over at her, it was like the Lord was like, Tammy, this is offense. You have just taken offense. You've got to get rid of it. And what I knew at that moment was that earlier from the car and then into the situation, the offensiveness in me started getting worse. And I was like, wow, I'm totally being attacked by the enemy, aren't I, Lord? And immediately heard, yes, you are. And you need to get in my presence. So I left the store And I got home and you'd think I'd be smart enough to just get into his presence, but I wasn't you guys. And I, this is something where, again, when you come back from, you know, for me, it was this cherished women's event. Um, it was a full, you know, like three day conference. You come back from something like that and 
life, you just start living it again. And sure enough, some of these things start working its back, its way back into your life. And it's no wonder after months, after an event or a conference, we kind of lose that initial, a lot of times we lose that initial excitement, um, initiative and hunger for God. Cause we come back in and we start living our life again. And sure enough, the enemy starts working his way back into our lives and into our minds. And, um, I've been really careful about this because I don't ever want to lose again what I got, the presence of the Lord that I found. I don't want to lose it again. I've spent way too many years of my life losing and not winning when it comes to my relationship with God, when it comes to the impact of, uh, of impacting others, when it comes to the impact of the ministry, I don't want to lose what I got from Cherish Conference. I want to live it every single day. And what the Lord was showing me was, you know, that I needed to get back into his presence, but I got home, needed to make dinner. And as I'm making dinner, I started getting in my head super irritated. I wasn't even thinking about anything. Like I wasn't thinking about how irritated I was at the girl. I wasn't thinking about how irritated I had gotten um, in my mind or in my heart with Aaron. I was cooking and Ellie was in the living room. Our One of our kids was in the living room and he was listening to, um, he was listening to a game system of some kind. And I'm telling you, I felt like I was going to crawl out of my skin. I was just so irritated. And Ellie asked me for something. He said, mom, can I, can I use your phone for a minute? And I was immediately like super irritated. (laughs) Keep using that word, but that's all I can think of right now. But when he said that, I caught myself wanting to snap at my son and be like, no, I no, this is my phone and, and I'm using it right now. And da, 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 da. And I just all of a sudden was like, whoa. And so I caught myself before I snapped at him. And because that's what was going through my head was like, no, like I'm, I'm tired of everybody asking stuff from me. I just need a minute. Like that's kind of what was going through my head. But sweet Ellie, I said, okay, Ellie, you know what? I have to tell you, right this minute, I actually do need my phone because I recognized right then and there that I needed to worship. I needed to get into God's presence because it was only getting worse. And so Ellie understood. And so I put worship music on and I went into the kitchen and while the food was cooking, I put on the music. I have a playlist and I began worshiping in the kitchen, guys. Yes. Closed my eyes while something was cooking for a minute, but I needed to be right close by. So I raised my hands and I began singing praises, singing, 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 praising, 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 and started praying against what I knew had come against me, which was the spirit of offense. And I was like, no, I'm not going to pick this up as a, as a foothold again. No, this is not going to be built in my life again. I'm not going to allow it. It doesn't belong here. And I began as I was praising and worshiping and all of these thoughts started coming, I started praying. And so, and that's typically what I do. I start with worship. I get into his presence and then I just start praying like a warrior. And I started praying against the spirit of offense. And sure enough, after it only took about five minutes, I, my head felt more clear. I didn't feel like my, like my head felt like it was going to burst, not by headache, but by frustration and irritation. I, I can't really explain what that 
feels like. Uh, some of you may know, but I just feel like my head is going to explode. And, um, and that's when I get snappy at my family. I start to snap at them or start to, you know, have quick jerky answers. And so immediately that was gone. I felt this peace rush over me. I was able to give my phone to Ellie so that he could look up what he wanted to look up. And man, I just felt so much better. But I realized like, oh, wow. And, you know, even before I started cooking, Aaron came into the kitchen to hug me and kiss me. And I said, I've got to work through some feelings with you later. Meaning what you talked to me about in the car, I'm still not like there yet. But after I was done worshiping, I realized I didn't need to anymore because I wasn't irritated at Aaron. I had no reason to be. That was the problem. He expressed something to me that I needed to apologize for. And my ego and my pride didn't want me to apologize. And so then I took offense. And so in order to not continue down that road, first of all, I recognized the feeling right away and I didn't allow myself to you know, put ego and pride and offense in front of Aaron, I apologized and moved, you know, let him go. But I didn't realize that in that interim, I was building it. I was building that offense up. And so when Aaron came to me in the kitchen and he hugged and kissed me, the only thing I could come up with was I just need to work through some feelings later. But then I got done worshiping and was like, oh, I'm good now. Like I, I actually, I'm good now. And I, I didn't feel like there was something now, if there was something that I felt like was an issue, I'm not trying to say that you need to push anything under the carpet. Like don't take an issue that you have in your marriage and push it under the carpet wives. That's not what I'm telling you to do because you do need to work through, um, issues in your marriage. So if you, if there's something that's happening where maybe there's rejection in the bedroom, That needs to be worked on, but we don't need to take offense on it. We just need to work through those issues together. So let's say there had been something. I'm going to make it up and say maybe anxiety or rejection. Let's use rejection. Maybe there was rejection involved, not anxiety, rejection. And you know that you need to talk to your spouse about how this made you feel rejected so that you guys can work out what needs to be worked out that's fine. You can come to your spouse to have that conversation, but you're not going to pick that up and be irritated and angry at your spouse. Does that make sense? There's a difference between picking up a fence and working through issues that you need to work with in your marriage. And so, um, so I do think that that's a really important factor. So I really believe that what you're needing to do is if you're not even sure what your stronghold is, start asking God, start asking him to show you, he will show you he will show you the name of your stronghold. He, he will. He showed me. He'll show you. And it may take time. It, it may not. It may take a year. It may take a month. I've said this in many podcasts. It's that determination is between you and God and between how ready God needs you to be to face everything. For me, apparently I needed some time to work through things. But, you know, as I'm praying, even now, like when I was in the kitchen and I was worshiping, I remember even just singing the words like, you know, God, show me the name, show me the name of this stronghold and show me the name of this irritation of this demonic influence, this attack. Show me, show me, show me. And obviously it was offense, but, um, 
you know, it, it also had a few other factors to it. But the point is, is that as I began worshiping and praising, God began speaking to me, showing me, but then I was able to come against that. And so, um, you know, I, I do think that today, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, comments, if you need me to pray for you, please email me at the unoffendedwife at gmail.com. You can also reach me or Aaron at a sold out marriage at gmail.com. And just, I just am really praying for you, but, um, I just pray that if you have any prayer requests or you need someone to walk alongside you, definitely reach out. I'm happy to be there for you. Um, and just be encouraged. The Bible is full guys. It is a treasure trove of tools for us. And I, I've known that my whole life, but I'm telling you when it comes to strongholds, um, God is such an encourager. And as I've been reading and seeking of, you know, understanding, man, I've just been, it's been like coming in, in waves of love and grace and just what I need to do, what I need to say. And, um, really I'm, I'm excited because I feel like this is the first time in my life where I actually am literally becoming an unoffended wife. It's not a hope. It's not a wish. It's not a want. It's literally who I am becoming. Like it's actually obtainable. Now, is, is it perfection? No, no, I'm not saying that I'm going to be perfect by any means, but I am going to be an unoffended wife. And that means that I'm going to continue getting better and better at thwarting off enemy attacks and picking up offense. I am going to recognize it as it comes. And when I don't recognize it, I'm going to get back to the heart of praise and worship and be able to recognize when offense is trying to come against me because I really, truly want to build a stronghold, a new stronghold in my life. And that new stronghold, I want it to be built in a fashion where I recognize the enemy coming and then I know exactly what I need to do to fight it off. And that's what becoming an unoffended wife is all about, you guys. It's about breakthrough. It's about building a new stronghold in your life. It's about recognizing the enemy and about being able to thwart enemy attacks and being able to recognize if we, if we don't catch it or if we, if we fall being able to get back up again, being able to come to our spouses and apologize, being able to come to our spouses and, you know, recognize it, but with humility and say, gosh, you know, I didn't recognize this as offense, but I'm really sorry because I was offended. And I've told Aaron that if I sounded irritated on the phone, I was like, honey, I realized that I was being attacked with offense and rejection. And I'm really sorry. It wasn't you. So if you caught that in my voice, please know I'm sorry. I love you. And I am working very hard on coming against, you know, the spirit of offense or rejection, etc. So, you know, it's just this mission that I have. This ministry is to become an unoffended wife. And you know what? I'm here for you. And if you're here listening, you're already on that journey. And I'm so proud of you. That being said, I will catch you next time on The Offended Wife and The Unoffended Wife. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.